The Winnipeg Jets offense has needed goal scoring in the worst way possible. After finishing almost nothing over the past few weeks, the Jets decided this weekend was as good a weekend as any to pound 12 goals in against the Detroit Red Wings and the New Jersey Devils. One against a team lagging behind and one against one of the top Eastern Conference performers out there. We'll dive into both games and how the Jets can get their season back on track on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to us on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Doing so, of course, is free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode, but most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Now, like I said on tonight's episode, we're going to be diving into Winnipeg versus Detroit and New Jersey and talking about kind of the scope of the season from here, because obviously the Jets only have a handful of games. In fact, if you can believe it, five games left in the regular season, including some of the teams that are uh, chasing the Jets, you know, for one of those last wildcard spots. But, you know, for Winnipeg, I think just in general, what was the most important thing that they've been lacking? The answer is pretty obvious, goal scoring. Like Hellebuck, you know, he's looked a little more mortal, a little more human over the past couple of months. But at the end of the day, Hellebuck can only steal so many wins. The Jets are just going to have to score goals. He can't do everything himself unless he just starts picking up the puck and throwing it into the opposing net, which we all know isn't exactly legal. But, you know, as far as the Jets offense is concerned, Winnipeg was certainly generating a volume of chances, but we know that, you know, a lot of it was coming off of tips and deflections and not necessarily from in close where the Jets really should be making hay. This team earlier in the season was generally getting into some okay, you know, shooting positions down low in the slot, attacking right around the faceoff circle and generally hitting pay dirt. But, um, you know, the shooting percentage over the past few months really took a nosedive. And I think that has done a number on the team's confidence. So, you know, coming into this weekend, I was kind of thinking to myself, well, you know, is this going to be the weekend when the Jets offense finally wakes up? And as it turns out, Friday night kind of kicked things off with a really big game against the Detroit Red Wings. Now, Detroit is certainly on the downswing. They are very much out of contention. They're looking more like a team that's tanking than uh, like a real contender. But at the end of the day, the Jets have also lost to the, the San Jose Sharks twice in the past few weeks. So are we really one to judge whether or not the Jets can take care of business against poor teams? Probably not. Might be a little bit much to say that we should expect a victory. But in this game, the Jets got off to a really hot start. Winnipeg had three goals in like, I don't know, 15 or so minutes against the Red Wings. They came from some good opportunities on rebound chances, uh, some tips and deflections, Different things like that that weren't really working for Winnipeg previously finally started paying off. And for the Jets, that's a really big thing, right? You know, the Jets over the past couple of weeks, they've just flat out struggled. I mean, the Jets have have looked like they don't really 
believe in themselves, uh, like the goal scoring was just never going to come back. And finally, Winnipeg starts seeing some results, starts seeing some uh, you know payoffs, and that's a big thing for the Jets, right? Because it's not like they've played poorly in all of these games that they've lost. Some of them have certainly been good efforts, you know, not for lack of trying. The Jets have been peppering opponents and really trying to get past goalies, but just for one reason or another could not finally make it happen. Uh, and I think that the new line combos appear to have at least in some part had an impact. Now, I'm not going to say the top line, um, you know, with, with Shifley and Dubois and all that has necessarily been perfect. In fact, against the Red Wings, that line didn't actually do all that well if you start digging into the numbers. But thankfully, you know, these guys can all finish like the uh, like the Dickens. I mean, they they shoot the lights out when they want to feel like it. Dubois, Shifley, Wheeler, uh, all of these guys kind of finding their way onto the board. Ehlers, again, also scoring a couple of points. Even Dylan DeMello got in on the action, which, you know, DeMello, not exactly a player that you necessarily associate with particular goal scoring prowess, but uh, he's been jumping and being, you know, jumping into the plane, being more aggressive. And that's just stuff that we like to see when DeMello is more active and more particip uh, participatory in offensive creation. You know, you start to see Winnipeg control the ice more. He doesn't exactly have the world's best release or anything, but with DeMello, because he's so active and he's so good at getting the puck into uh, dangerous areas for his teammates, it causes more chaos, and his linemates can take advantage, and uh, he recorded a two-point night as well. So for a Vibes game, right, this was a nice one. Like I said, you know, the top line didn't exactly win the scoring chance battle. In fact, if you look at it, it was a bit of a bleak evening, but for a first run at rearranging the lineups into something that would help the Jets get back on track, uh, you know, you might as well take it, I guess. I mean, uh, a 6-2 victory is really hard to complain about. Obviously, you want to win sustainably, but the rest of the lineup did pretty darn well. Uh, the second line, of course, with Ehlers, Nemesnikov, and Wheeler kind of flat out slapped. I mean, that's that's just the honest truth. I know that that unit you wouldn't really think would be that great, but this this trio has some, some real juice going uh, to the point where, you know, going forward, I wouldn't mind if the Jets brought Nemesnikov back on a reasonable deal, something for like, I don't know, two years or so. I think he'll do a really nice job kind of sliding in and around the uh, the middle six. And look, he's never going to be like an elite top line center. But for a guy who has good chemistry with Ehlers and can kind of get down into those low uh, slot areas where you get dirty, greasy rebounds, I don't know. Nemestikov just seems to have the juice there. So if he wants to come back on a cheap deal, hey, I would certainly not be opposed to it. It's not like this team has a ton of elite center depth anyways. If he would take some minutes and be able to do some stuff, especially with, you know, if Dubois kind of walks, I would not be opposed to that. Now, after defeating the Red Wings 6-2, to two, you think, well, now they're going to face the New Jersey Devils, and that should be a guaranteed loss. But the Jets had other things in mind in what was another massive win. We'll dive into this game in just a moment and talk about why it was so fun. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right to keep you going. Next time you need parts and accessories, check out eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check below to make sure the part will fit or get your money back. 
Just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you're sh- when you're shopping uh, with eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. It's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusion supply. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Like I said, we are uh, joining, you know, the the conversation again on Winnipeg's weekend of success. We just talked about Winnipeg versus the Detroit Red Wings. And now I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about Winnipeg versus the New Jersey Devils. This game was a little bit closer uh, in terms of how the Devils played and how the Jets defended them and, you know, vice versa than the, the Red Wings game. The Red Wings game, the Jets just kind of controlled play and things worked, right? In the game against the Devils, the Jets certainly scored and and made a hey, you know, like made a mess of uh, the goaltending. But I think this game was probably a little closer than the scoreline made it look. You know, a six-one victory against one of the top teams in the East. You'd think, well, you know, maybe the Jets just sort of ripped through uh, New Jersey's defense, but it wasn't that straightforward. I think where Winnipeg um, has really been struggling over the past few weeks, it's kind of come down to different things like. Uh, just getting into the right positions, making sure that your puck movement is crisp, and constantly having active skating to start to stretch defenses. It's a problem that we've seen with the power play. Uh, And in other areas, you know, the Jets have tried to just sort of deflect point shots and stuff and get it past goaltenders, which is a strategy that does occasionally work. But I think the Jets were a little too reliant on all of those point shots being super effective. The reality is it's actually pretty hard to make deflections uh, go past goaltenders on a routine basis. And I think the Jets were relying way too much on that when that low slot area is something that you can take more of an advantage of. With the Devils, uh, I think the Jets were able to generate some like reasonably dangerous chances. This time, though, it just seemed like Winnipeg's top, you know, scorers and shooters finally just started to find their rhythm again. We had goals from guys like Ehlers. Uh, I mean, everyone was kind of getting back on the board. Dubois scored. Uh, Ehlers, like I said, had a couple of goals. Wheeler had a couple of really nice assists, one of them on a great uh, backdoor feed for Ehlers. We had a Morgan Barron, uh, like penalty shot. Kyle Connor scored. Nino Niederreiter had his second goal in as many games. Um, so just a lot there that you want to see, right? Your top nine getting on the board, contributing, all of that is just great stuff. What I think is especially surprising is is seeing Wheeler kind of getting back up to speed again. He, you know, to be quite honest, has had a season that I think by his standards he would probably feel has been a nightmare. Now, I know you'll look at the scoring sheets and say, well, how bad could a season really be? But when you're seeing him literally spinning around in circles trying to find the puck in his skates, you can kind of tell age is really catching up to him. So for Wheeler to look more functional, for the lineup in general to be playing against the Devils, albeit on a back-to-back, uh, but but still a really strong team and one of the best in the East, to play them evenly and outscore them and, and take advantage of some weaker goaltending. Uh, I think it was Blackwood in that. I, I think for the Jets, it was just a very big win and something that they really needed. Like I said with the, the game against the Red Wings, you know, the, the goal scoring over the past few months has been Winnipeg's Achilles heel. And Hellebuck, for as, as decent as he's been at times, he can't, you know, punch the puck in the back of the net for 
uh, the, the, the offense. So Winnipeg finally connecting the dots and seeing its shooting percentage regress in a direction that is more positive for Winnipeg's sake, I, I think is something that you really uh, just have to get excited about because we're only five games away from the you know postseason. And look, a while back, it looked like all hope was lost, like the Jets weren't going to score again. But finally, Winnipeg erupts for 12 goals in two games, and it feels like maybe the team has turned a bit of a corner. And I'm, I'm curious to know, you know, comparatively speaking, from where we were earlier in the season, uh, you know, is is it because of the new lineups? Is it because uh, the guys are just finding pay dirt a little more frequently? We talk about uh, puck luck and, and shooting percentage through the approximation and stat of, of PDO, trying to figure out, you know, is the goaltending part of the issue? Is the finishing, you know, part of the issue? All of these different factors play into the stat. And with the Jets, our, our PDO has been pretty poor just because of the finishing being just rock bottom. But now the Jets, they might have a, a workable lineup. And that's before Cole Perfetti even comes back. It seems like Cole is still a little bit further out than we'd like, uh, but he is rejoined the team recently. And hopefully he can get back up to speed and, and get back into the lineup pretty soon. Because let's be honest, Perfetti, when he left this team, it kind of created a bit of a void. And I think Cole's presence uh, at both at both even strength and on the power play would be really, really beneficial. But um, just in general, I think Ehlers finally getting more ice time is having a big impact. I mean, Ehlers was all over the place tonight, creating great passing lanes, scored a couple of nice goals, and just generally menaced opponents. I mean, when your best skater actually plays like he's considered the best skater by the coaching staff, you, you kind of get good results, man. Good things happen. So all in all, this was just a very big win. I think for the fan base, it's really nice to feel like Canada Life Center was lively again. It's the loudest it's been in several months. The Jets, I'm sure, are thrilled with the huge win, and they had to because the Calgary Flames also won. So really beneficial to try and make sure that you don't uh, slip behind in the standings and you can stay ahead of the teams that are directly chasing you. Winnipeg right now is only two points ahead of the Flames, and they have both played the same amount of games. Again, Nashville still hanging back there with 84 points. They're uh, up, a, up a bit of a, a tougher road to try and get back into this uh, playoff race, but, I mean, they're still hanging around close enough to where the Jets, quite frankly, are sweating. So, yeah, this week, a couple of really big games. I want to talk about those and how the Jets can really accomplish a major season saving if they can get through this week uh, relatively unscathed. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I was looking for a boost for my immune system, something to help me get uh, get me through some of these more flu-heavy and cold-heavy months. Obviously, you know, COVID's going around, and along with that, there's plenty of strange bugs and viruses that people aren't talking about as much. But you know what? AG1 is here. If you're wondering what it is, it's just one delicious scoop that helps you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. What's great about AG1 is that, for one thing, it's really lifestyle-friendly. If you're on keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free diets, AG1 is there to support you. It doesn't have weird chemicals or GMOs or nasty additives, and it contains less than one gram of sugar. So, of course, those of you who are countering calories and carbs, 
really important to make sure that you don't add too many uh, additional additives or sugars that can really upset the balance of things. But most importantly, AG1 is also really affordable. It costs less than $3 a day, which is a lot cheaper than that cold brew habit you might be nursing. And you don't have to just take my word for it. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews from fitness enthusiasts just like you, but also from athletes and professional trainers who are looking out for the best in healthcare. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills, vitamins, or supplements to look up for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are just going to wrap up real quick with some thoughts ahead of Winnipeg's upcoming slate of five games. This is like the home stretch. This is the critical stretch. The Jets have done themselves a bit of a favor by beating both the Red Wings and Devils uh, with pretty major victories, scoring 12 goals in two games. But the hardest challenge is yet to... uh, Yet to be experienced, Winnipeg now has to face off against the Flames, the Preds, the Sharks, the Wild, and the Avalanche. Now, I know the Sharks being included in this list sounds especially funny, but let's be honest. This team is Winnipeg's boogeyman this year for some reason. Who knows why, but the Jets have lost in really embarrassing fashion to San Jose, and uh, now would be a really freaking good time to get some revenge. But first off, the Jets face the Flames, and that'll be a huge game on Wednesday Uh, One that I think a lot of Jets fans are going to be nervous about because the Flames have kind of managed to corral themselves just enough to be uh, a major playoff threat now. Two points behind Winnipeg, uh, you know, tied for the same number of games played. This is Winnipeg's chance to essentially douse the Flames and extinguish them. If the Jets can win this game, I think it would basically put Calgary just out of reach. Not 100%, but close enough to where you're starting to think, okay, Winnipeg's odds of holding on to that final playoff spot are looking pretty decent. Now, this game is going to be really hard. I think Calgary is going to come at Winnipeg with everything it has. Hellebuck is basically going to have to be perfect. But if you know we saw um, this offense really alive and kicking against Detroit and New Jersey, if that's the version of Winnipeg that we see, if these new lines can keep things going and keep those good vibes pumping, this should be a game that the Jets can take advantage of and potentially get past Markstrom relatively easy. He's easily. He's not been great this year. This is a chance for the Jets to off uh, Jets offense to really get things back on track and continue the trend of finishing on opportunities. It's not going to be easy, but you know, at this point nothing is. The Jets have unfortunately put themselves in a really hard position, but this is a game that they basically must 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 have. After that, they have another must-have game a couple of days later against the Nashville Predators. Same deal kind of applies. You know, this is another must-win game, and if the Jets can pull it off, again, like I said, I think they essentially take the Preds out of the equation. And like with the the Flames game, you know, the Preds, I, I don't think, are nearly as dangerous in terms of, like, their offense and their recent run of form. I would be more concerned about Calgary, but, again, you really shouldn't discount uh, the Preds just because Yusuf Saros is pretty freaking sick. He's kind of carried them this year. He has a chance to do so against Winnipeg uh, on Saturday, but thankfully, 
you know, the Flames and Preds are going to be visiting us rather than the other way around, which is going to be great for the fan base, for the Jets. Obviously, Winnipeg needs to thrive off of the crowd energy, and it'd be nice if Canada Life gives the boys uh, a, a lot of noise to really get them pumping and get them going. After that, you know, if the Jets can pull off those wins and they beat the Sharks, we probably don't have to worry about the Wild and Avalanche games as much. Uh, I, I think those are going to be at least, like, uh, one loss there. I would expect two losses, if we're being honest. It'd be nice if Winnipeg can scratch out at least a point out of one of them, but I would not expect much. Win these first three games, and I think the rest will kind of take care of itself. Um, that's all you really have to worry about. I think it, something like the math is basically like three out of their next six, including this Devils game, and they should probably have it. Uh, so they've they've already got you know one of the wins. Two more would really be beneficial, uh, and make those against the teams that are directly chasing you in the standings. But I I think they can do it. I, I believe that they've got that opportunity. I think they're going to hold on to the second wild card spot. Let me know if you agree. Let me know if you think the Jets are going to make the playoffs. Drop your thoughts in the comments below, and let me know what you think of their potential upcoming matchups as the Jets roll closer and closer to the end of the regular season. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Make your second listen game-to-game -game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game-to-Game -game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only we can provide. Follow Game to Game on Locked on NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. As always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night. We'll see you here tomorrow, and go Jets go!